My name is Jo Wise and this is Wise Women, a podcast released on the full moon that shares the wisdom we found in our greatest life challenges. The format of this podcast may change slightly as current world events unfold. However, the timing of it will remain the same. Wise Women is released every full moon because our ancient female ancestors understood the power of synchronizing their cycles to the lunar cycles and they knew that the most powerful time to communicate and express their wisdom was when the moon was at its fullest. In this bonus episode of Wise Women, I wanted to share the longer version of the conversation I had with the author and former Swami, Sally Kempton, about current world events. I thought it might be interesting to hear Sally's main thoughts about the coronavirus and what it means from a spiritual perspective again. But in this extended chat, she also shares a lovely practice to help you connect with a very powerful goddess. This is because Sally is the author of a book called Awakening Shakti, which is all about invoking the full potential of the inner feminine energy or Shakti that resides in us all, men and women, through connecting with the energy of goddesses like Kali, Durga, Saraswati, but in this case, Bhuvaneshwari. I hope you enjoy the full version of this chat with Sally, which offers some higher thoughts and connections at a time when so many of us are questioning our physical and spiritual realities. In a moment, Sally gives her spiritual take on what's happening, but first I asked what she felt was going on at a human level. Wow, well, what this this virus has done is literally thrown all the cards up in the air so that we face the possibility of an entirely new universe and one in which we don't really know how all of this factionalism is going to play out. So I do feel that this is a giant crisis. And I also feel that it's a transformative opportunity. You know, as they say, crisis is an evolutionary driver. We could, we could make some really huge strides. There's a lot of good that can happen. And there's also, you know, a strong possibility that it won't happen. So I'm very attentive. I'm very concerned. I'm uh, trying to read only the most reliable information. And I honestly do believe that this is the beginning of a radically transformative period in human life. And, you know, in the middle of such a period, we have no idea how it's going to go. Sally, I love talking to you because you're so practical and down to earth. But at the same time, I'm aware of this uh, enormously rich spiritual life that you've led as well. So can you talk us through what you think might be happening from a spiritual perspective? Uh, Well, I'm going to talk about what I hope is happening. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, several things. First of all, we have a very large population of People who have had a modern and postmodern education and have done a lot of inner practice, whether it's, you know, traditional religious practice, which certainly is very helpful in a time like this, but also of yogic practice, of practice in inquiring into our own responsibility in situations like this, practice in meditation, of course, practice in uh in turning inside to the heart and speaking and acting from an interior focus. And I I believe that that those of us who've been doing these practices for a while are in a profound 
position to, let's say, help strengthen the global immune system, which as we know is not simply, you know, the, our immune system is not just physical. Our immune system is completely affected by our emotions and by the subtle field, the subtle, let's call it the aura or the subtle body as it's called in some traditions. And our practice, our ability to be present to the heart, to the deeper self, our our facility with meditation and with mantra practice and with, you know, the kind of attitudes that allow us to, to really open our hearts to the situation in the world without panic. These are all qualities that strengthen. I certainly experience some strengthening my immune system. And I believe that, that if we have the, the intention and if we're willing to go inside and find the place of equanimity and calm that we can set intentions from, that every one of us who has this relationship to the source through meditation, through spirituality, can actually make a difference. Well, I love the idea of strengthening our entire, our collective immune system. I think that's such a lovely idea. So you talked about equanimity and serenity and calm. Uh, I know that even people that have spiritual practice, Sally, uh, are finding that hard. You're an expert in this area. Uh, how do we do it? Well, I, I would say, first of all, that, you know, we should forgive ourselves for not being perfect saints. And for the, you know, the, the challenge that we experience when we realize that our spiritual practice is not necessarily up to uh, the level of challenge that's going on. So, you know, just let's start by saying, okay, I'm human and, and just keep coming back. You know, okay, I'm, I'm suddenly irritated with everybody. I'm terrified. I coughed and I'm afraid I'm really sick and I don't know what to do. And it freaks me out that to, to actually be able to begin recognizing those moments when we're losing it and first forgiving ourselves for it. And then secondly, going inside and learning how to get a felt sense of what dis-ease, and I'm talking about emotional disease, feels like. And that what I do, I do several things. I, I will often work with a mantra, just, just breathing it into the, the feeling of dis-ease. Um, and this is a practice that, ta- that takes some practice, but I find it extremely helpful and this, this is a good time to practice, where you literally remove your consciousness from, so, so to speak, inside your body to a region a little bit behind and above your body and let yourself observe yourself in that position. This is a, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a shortcut into witness consciousness. And you know, it, as you do it, of course, it's very important to keep a part of your awareness grounding and part of your awareness inside your body but you can actually cultivate a witnessing presence with this you know kind of simple practice of just putting your awareness back here and holding it and noticing from that place what's going on in your body what's going on in your mind so that so that once you start to realize okay i'm off right now and my feelings are off my words may not be coming from my most centered place once you can feel it, you can take a deep breath and just do a reset. You know, bring your awareness to the heart. Imagine waves of kindness are 
flowing from you. Use a very, very simple prayer like, like may you be healthy, may you be happy, may I be healthy, may I be happy. You know, may I feel the love the universe has for me. May I feel the love that I have for others. In other words, you can, you can use your capacities um, for turning inside to start reminding yourself of what your, your highest truths are and your highest goals are. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense, Sally. And I think it's such a good time for people to pick up your books. The first one, Meditation for the Love of It, is going to be a must to read during this time, this quarantine, uh, this self-isolation. But I also wanted to ask you about Awakening Shakti because um, that book's all about the goddesses, isn't it? Is there a goddess around at the moment that we can tune into and, and ask for help from? I just did a, a, a um, webinar on the uh, Yoga Journal website in which we invoked a goddess named Bhuvaneshwari. Uh, and Bhuvaneshwari is, she's a Hindu goddess. She's very similar to, you know, in her energy to Kuan Yin. And she's also, you can also experience her as being somewhat similar to Mother Mary. In other words, she's the energy of, that embraces us. She's the energy that holds us, that nourishes us. She's, one of her names is Jagadatri, which literally means she who nurses the world. You know, so... <laughs> I love invoking her when I'm feeling scared or incapable. Uh, her name means lady of space. And she's that energy which kind of silently holds space for us uh, in times when, we're, when, we, when we are actually in pain or, in, or angry or when we actually need space to have a transformative conversations with ourselves or with someone else. So Bhuvaneshwari is, you know, she's a very maternal and very beautiful feminine figure. She's a mantra that, you know, a seed mantra, which is associated with her, which is the mantra Hreem. It's spelled H-R-E-E-M. I'm spelling it phonetically, Hreem. And I often will invoke Bhuvaneshwari by imagining her as a presence seated in front of me which you can do now if you, if you like, and, and then connect with the breath to my own heart and then begin to connect my heart to the heart of this very gentle, very loving, and yet very, very powerful sacred feminine presence. And then imagine yourself breathing in, drawing in her energy, the energy from her heart to your heart, imagining it as, I like to think of it as a, kind of a golden pink radiance, you know, because it's a very feminine nurturing energy. So you breathe that energy in, and with the exhalation, you let it flow through your body. And you, you keep this up until you start to feel that you are actually being filled with this very loving, very nurturing, very, very healing energy of the goddess. And, you know, you can imagine that she surrounds you that she's holding you, that there's a space around you in which you're safe and protected. So I would suggest meditating on Bhuvaneshwari or if you feel close to Kuan Yin or feel close to Mother Mary or to another one of the, the nurturing goddesses up from you know a different tradition, you can do exactly the same practice with one of them. Uh, the idea is to, you know, is to actually invoke that 
that aspect of the divine feminine, feel her in front of you, and then breathe in her grace, breathe in her light, breathe in her love. Well, Sally, when you were doing that, I actually I had tears in my eyes because I felt something in the room. I can actually uh, see you on the screen, so I was really connecting with what you were saying. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, there's one final question I want to ask you, and I don't know if this is my naivety really, but I kind of wonder, you know, listening to you today and having this conversation, I kind of wonder if we were filled with a world that had politicians with your kind of wisdom and journalists who wanted to put the right messages out there, would this be over much quicker than it's forecasted to be at the moment? It's a really good question. I, I would say we need, we need strong leadership who understand what it is to function in a democratic society. You know, we are not an authoritarian society. We can't do stuff like the Chinese did in order to kind of forcibly contain the virus. Uh, but, but what we can do is, is really tell the truth, be transparent. And I would say that to answer your question, politicians and leaders who are who care about the whole rather than about their own careers would make this situation so much easier. But of course, that has to come with some very, very strong practical measures. It's, you know, it's a matter of, of compassion and competence together. That was the full version of my conversation with Sally Kempton, where she gave her perspective on current world events and how to navigate it all, both from a human and from a spiritual point of view, by invoking the power of the goddesses, and one in particular. The shorter version of that interview was included in a podcast featuring a montage of previous guests called The Wisdom of Coronavirus, which is available to listen to now, along with many other Wise Women episodes. To browse, listen to and download past episodes, visit the website www.wisewomen.org.uk. Remember, wise is spelled W-Y-S-E, wisewomen.org.uk. Or you can subscribe to Wise Women on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or any other good podcast platform. 